Tom Hanks podcast. Wow, it's Tom Hanks podcast. You've got Hanks, so let's say thanks for Hanks. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to You've Got Hanks, the podcast about Tom Hanks, hosted by me, Rachel Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> and today on the podcast, oh boy, we've got two of my good friends. They're both story pirates. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, you, uh, she just moved to LA and you can catch her, uh, show that she hosts monthly at Dynasty Typewriter called Everything's Okay. It's Eddie <laughs> Wyridge. Did I say that right? It's called Everything's Great. Everything's Great. <laughs> like, everything's like, okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you told me twice. It's everything's great. And I wrote, yeah, it's okay. everything's great. I co-host it with Nick Kocher and Demi Adijuibe. Okay, so here's the, the thing. Yeah. You probably told me everything's great. I wrote, okay. Okay. Everything's <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. I really messed that up. <laughs> I won't mess this one up. She's a comedian, improviser, and a story part. <laughs> it's Nadia Garba... Oh, no. <laughs> Garbowski. No! Oh, man. I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have said yes. Yes, Garbowski. This is the best because Rachel really did say I psyched you the, out. I told you how to paper. not pronounce it, and then I put that in your head. Because it's not Lebowski. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's Nadia Lebowski, <laughs> a.k.a. the Dudess. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> I try so hard not to mess things up, and then I do, and then it's like, well, I wrote it down. It is really funny that you were like, okay, we're going to be serious for a moment. I'm going to take out a pen and paper, and I'm going to ask you specific questions. How would you like to be in for now? Yeah. <laughs> Introduce, what's your name? Listen, you know who wouldn't make a big deal out of it? Yeah. It is Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm going to take the Tom Hanks road and yeah. just say you did a great job, <laughs> and let's keep going. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's right. You know, oh, God, I'm embarrassed. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love It's very funny. I love it. It's very charming. <laughs> Well, today we're not talking about a funny movie at all. No. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> The Green Mile from 1999. Which I 100% was like, oh, that's going to be a football movie. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I it know. sounds like I it. I had no idea yeah. what the movie was. And I was yeah. like, The Green Mile, probably like a football Friday Night Lights thing. Yeah. Yeah. Farthest thing from that. No. no. Well, a football field is green and it is a mile long. So that's a, I is totally. Is it a mile long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but people use it as a unit of measurement. Oh, they almost do. like too much. Yeah, they're like, it's five football stadiums yeah. long and i'm like i don't know what that just means tell me in feet there. please yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't i can vis- i guess it's like you can visualize it yeah because yeah, yeah. everyone's been to a football field sure yeah to see taylor swift perform no that's right that's what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this movie is three hours and eight minutes long yes it <laughs> is i didn't know that yeah i didn't know it either raise your hand no. if you did not know <laughs> i i we're, honestly we're okay all raising we're all raising <laughs> everyone in the room. so i watched this movie for the first time last summer oh Uh, I was with Ted, my boyfriend, visiting his family and they had um, we stayed in like a cabin on their property and they have like a TV and DVD player there. We're like, oh, what movies do they have? DVDs, basically. And they were there's a ton of Tom Hanks stuff (gasps) kind of by coincidence. Yeah. So there was like two of the Toy Stories. So we ended up watching those and we did watch the Green Mile last summer there. Yeah. And I don't remember. Maybe we like split it up over two days. Yeah. But I didn't remember it being three hours. That yeah. seems re- I don't honestly. I can't even think of like the last three-hour movie. Was it in theaters? Yeah. Yeah. Really. Definitely. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's like Titanic Oscar bait. is three hours. But right. That yeah. is a breeze to yeah. <laughs> breeze to cry yeah. through. I'm just kidding. It's it's long. <laughs> yeah, but it's like got some like pacing arc to it. Yeah. This movie is like this almost movie follows no movie structure. I mean, I guess you could really t- just take slow. Saves the Cat <laughs> or like Hero's Journey and really look at it yeah. if you want. But there was a certain point where I was like, oh, we're following like none of the. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe in hindsight, as we go along, maybe I'll make notes on where I think the hero's journey is. Mm. Yeah. Is, but it also, it's also, but it, it is like the Titanic where it is an old person telling you a flashback oh, story yeah. about, yeah. Did they about come a out? thing that happened when they were young. They came out within like two years of each yeah, other, right? Titanic was 97. This yeah. is 99. It's a trope. Yeah. It's a trope. Yeah. Well, this is based on a book series by Stephen King. Of course. Mm-hmm. And it was a series because he didn't want people flipping to the end of the book to find out. Oh. Ooh. So I think I read that he released it as a series. Interesting. So maybe that's why it seems so long because it is multiple books. Mm. Well, you know, they didn't, they had like several narratives running yeah. like along in the story. And I feel like they probably did cut some stuff, but yeah. they kept more than most movies have. That makes yeah. a lot of sense that it was a book series, yeah. though, because there was a lot, there was just a lot of detail to characters. Yeah. It just felt like there were, it just felt like, yeah, you oh, had like, John, John yeah. Coffey should be the main person, right? Why do we keep not talking to him? Yeah. And keep bringing these other inmates yeah. in. And you have his storyline, you have Tom Hanks' storyline. You have Delacroix's storyline. You, you have the you French have dude, you have Sam Rockwell's Sam Rockwell. crazy Billy the Kid thing. Yeah. Uh, you have kind of the warden storyline. Yeah. Yes, like, With the you know, the kid. sharing focus. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Like yeah. there's so there are so many characters and everyone looks the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone who gets the most narrative focus is white yeah. oh yeah <laughs> i totally one forgot that gary sinise is in this movie who does Who's he that? play he plays the guy that uh tom hanks goes to talk to and he tells him a story about how his dog attacked his son Ugh. oh yeah that yeah you didn't really need that no he was just in there and then out yeah actually yeah you absolutely did not but i mean what has he been in gary yeah were First they in another year? movie together? Yeah, they were yeah. in Apollo 13 and Forrest Apollo Gump. Apollo 13 and Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Forrest Gump. That's what it is. Yeah. He's yeah. Dan. He's, He's Lieutenant Dan. Dan. Yeah. I, he came out on screen. I was like, how do I know him? And I uh, could not put my finger on oh. it. He is Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. He's also in Apollo 13. That's right. So he's done three movies with, with Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. He's just Tommy Best Friend. Oh. Yeah. Tommy Best Friend. Is he in... Is he one of the astronauts in Apollo 13? He was one of the, he was supposed to go up but then uh he was exposed to German <gasps> measles. He was that one? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then he stayed down. Mm. Yeah. Good little juicy bit roles for this guy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Dan still being I would say a very very juicy supporting bit role though. This yeah. movie? Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant oh, Dan. Lieutenant Dan? I would say still in the greatest movie. This movie, not so like, much. No, he, we, we didn't need him, but we He's like, enjoyed. here's this racist monologue where I'm going to compare <laughs> black people to dogs. Oh, and yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You should do well to think my way, too. Also, mm-hmm. I, represented I represented John Coffey. Yeah. And I think of him this way. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to it. Well, um, oh, okay. So for anyone who hasn't seen The Green Mile, <laughs> yeah, and here's <laughs> the beautiful people. synopsis we yeah. just <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Guys, uh, we jumped in. <laughs> here's the synopsis from IMDb. The lives of guards on death row are affected by one of their charges, a black man accused of child murder and rape, yet who has a mysterious gift. 
Mm. Is that correct? Yeah. I feel like that's the the simplest way. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you're like, oh, this movie's only two hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, no. No. Um, so you you've you've seen the movie before. Yeah. But you haven't seen it. I had it. never. Yeah. I had never seen the movie and also I again, just to say one more time that this movie's three hours long. <laughs> I watched the first two hours today when I had allotted two hour movie time and yeah. then was like, oh no. And then I texted Rachel being like, can I come early to finish the movie? Yeah. Cause I have it. And then we all did just watch the ending together. Yeah. 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 The saddest part. The saddest part. I watched the ending twice today within oh. like two hours. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, so it's a real it's emotional. Okay. My heart has hardened now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else can make you cry. No. Uh, this was directed by Frank Darabont and written by him too, but it's based on Stephen King. The budget was sixty million and it grossed uh one hundred and thirty six million. Well okay. Yeah. Um okay. Is that, is that good? I think it's so. It's like a big uh profit. I don't know. It was an Oscar yeah. movie. I don't think Oscar sometimes Oscar yeah. movies aren't making money, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It just they don't make money initially, but they will make money for the actors afterwards because they'll be like, I'm an o- Oscar winning right. actor. Yeah. P- pay me more. No I, one actually won for this, but Michael Clark Duncan was nominated. Yeah. I feel like he got good buzz from yeah. this role. Okay. Uh, I got the sense. He passed away, though. Uh, 2012, I think. Did he okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. But I guess that's he was like 54. more recent. Yeah. 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 But it was yeah. still sad. Yeah, yeah and even Tom Hanks posted something about him. Apparently, on set, he was, like, the soul of the set. Mm, and yeah. uh, on his last day of shooting, Tom Hanks cried. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he cries easily or not. Tom Hanks? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he might. I feel like he probably is a pretty open person. Yeah. I bet he's not ashamed to cry. No. Yeah, no. Definitely yeah. not. Definitely not. I, no. bet, I bet he's very open to being moved. Yes, not sure. that he might not be easily moved, but I think he's very open to it. Mm. So if something is moving. I think he'll tear up. Yeah, yeah. and that's when you know it's yeah you know, good. <laughs> also, apparently every Friday he bought lunch for everyone on set. Wow, mm. that's yeah. so nice. I think that was also a thing that Robert Downey Jr. did for Avengers Endgame. He had like special lunches every week yeah. where they were theme lunches. That's fun. Cute. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. That's cute. It's a quick way to burn twenty thousand dollars. Seriously. Well, he has it. Yeah. So, um, okay. What's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? You want me to go first? Yeah. I think Castaway is my favorite. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, honestly, we were like talking about all the movies he's been in, Mm -hmm. and he's pretty much lovable in in everything. Yeah. Um, But I just love Castaway. And I remember when I saw it, I don't there's like no other movie like it, I think. And yeah. he goes through this like huge transformation. And it's kind of like, it's not, <clears throat> this is a weird comparison, but I feel like it's Truman Show-esque in that it's this movie that makes you imagine yourself in the story. Yeah. Like, because after everybody saw the Truman Show, at least like me personally, I was like, cool, I'm in the Truman Show. Yeah. I'm a child and I'm in the Truman <laughs> Show. And I heard other people have like similar delusions. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Castaway is like one of those movies where like, what would I do? Yeah. But he's like too smart. I'm not as smart as Tom Hanks is. In no, that movie. you are. <laughs> I don't know stars. If, if it came down to it, you could figure it out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That movie came out right after this one. And he just finished shooting it before he started shooting really? this movie. Really? Yeah. I heard that he gained a little weight for the Green Mile. Probably. Or like that the actors let themselves go. Oh, yeah. 
uh, meaning they just stopped dieting for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> I, love that. I know uh, Bonnie Hunt did, and she said that uh, she gained 15 pounds for yeah. the role, and she said it took her like 15 minutes or something like that to gain 15 pounds. Yeah, yeah. it was oh. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easiest job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Michael Clark Duncan also stopped working out because he was like, uh, he wouldn't be that fit. I don't think. That's, in that, that's in the nuts. 1930s. His arms are like insane in that movie yeah anyways i don't want to i want to let well, Addie I, say her fave i feel like i'm gonna be a basic fucking bitch if i say <laughs> forrest gump no go for yeah. it but i i i just remember like seeing that movie in like high school and being like this is an amazing movie does anyone know this is an amazing <laughs> movie and like everyone's like yeah we know we've hey known guys, for a while no. but i was like but just like i was and you know what it really was i was I was taking a push. Like we kind of watched it as a fun end of the year thing for after AP US history. Yeah. And it was a push. Yeah. A push. AP US history. I a push. like that. Yeah. yeah we called that's it a cool. push. We're big old nerds uh, <laughs> uh, in it. And so you just call it a push. A push. Aplac was AP language and composition. AP LAC. Oh, wow. Okay. Those are like the AP classes we took. But, but at the end of a push, you know, just one of those, like it's June, everyone's taken the tests. School is effectively right. over. We just have to, be in school it's fucking cost yeah, it's, it, yeah exactly so it's like okay so we're gonna watch forrest gump i remember just watching it and we also had to watch it um split up in like th- over the course of three days because oh. it was three school periods yeah. uh, so i kept like coming into class like i need to watch there's this movie <laughs> uh and it just hit so many like historically accurate and very fun ways and yeah i yeah. just really like his like ping pong arc yeah and like <laughs> oh yeah there's just like that is just a very well written lovely fun movie it's and like great. he's wonderful in it but apollo 13 is a close second also because yeah. i watched it in school and also because <laughs> i thought everyone was gonna die oh yeah like I, I was like wait everyone dies in this movie right and yeah. and everyone in the class including the teacher was like yes addy you're right wow so then don't google it addy they were surprised <laughs> that i hadn't seen it no so then we watched it i was like this is an amazing movie but why are they making me feel so close to tom hanks when like he's gonna die and then yeah. and then they live and i like stood up like what and everyone's like we got you whatever yeah so both my tom hanks is very close to my high school so yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's well awesome. apparently yeah. people didn't know that was based on a true story so when they all survived they're like Ugh, what a hollywood hollywood that's ending. so sad yeah that that is people's knowledge i, I think i got it confused with the yeah. challenger uh, right yeah. i think i've been like wait but apollo 13 blew up right and i yeah. was like yeah i was like oh this no. one's like i guess i mean <laughs> this one should be a sexier story in history because they literally saved their asses with math apollo like, yeah. yeah like oh, yeah. it's, it's so insane cool. they macgyvered something yeah. yeah yeah we watched it in physics class that one we watched in physics that class, makes that cool. that checks out yeah. that makes total sense yeah. like math is amazing yeah it'll save your life <laughs> yeah they astronauts say- know math <laughs> do, you, do you always say what your favorite one is no uh because i can't pick no i'm just kidding yeah. it's you've got mail <laughs> you've got mail it's also, you've got mail yeah. also a great i also watched that one for the first time recently really yeah, yeah. good movie it's just i know it's not the best like technical movie but it's uh my favorite Hmm. It's just fun that he just became this heartthrob just for fucking saying it how it is on a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> like him just. That's Sleepless in Se- Seattle. That's Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. And I'm 
getting those cr- mixed up. And but they're both Ryan. I've Tom never Hanks. seen yeah. you've got yeah. mail. Is there more mail? <laughs> There's uh, early use of AOL as a yeah. narrative. Uh, yeah, New York City. Thing. Right. Yeah. Right, and they like have that mix up where they're right. Yeah. Right. They don't spend a lot of shared screen time. Beautiful. In that movie, which I find very interesting. They share a lot. Not in Sleepless in Seattle. They only have two minutes together. But in You've Got Mail, they spend a lot of time together. That's crazy. Yeah. No, that's what I thought. Because I just saw You've Got Mail for the first time last year, too. I'm like catching up on all my Tom Hanks. (laughs) Uh, I grew up with like a few and I was like, cool, I'm done. But obviously there's more in the catalog. Yeah, Yeah. I just thought. And like, well, we're also just like in a weird place now with rom-coms where they haven't like all aged very well. So and, and they're not really being made in the same way anymore anyway. Well, now they're making a comeback. Well, rom-com. Well, yeah. Well, like yesterday was a rom-com yeah but it had a really exaggerated sci-fi uh beatles tilt to it yeah yeah i'd be like what if uh, this big thing happened and no one remembered remembered the beatles would this guy still get the girl like yeah. that's, the, that's that's the yeah maybe those are two movies yeah. <laughs> it's very fun yeah. it's very fun but they're making a comeback and we're yeah. We're and we're talking about the, the Green, Green Mile, Mile which is not Mile. a rom-com. No, there's no... But there is sex in it. What is this? There magical is. realism prison whodunit? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Is it like a Golden Fleece type? I don't know. It's um it's sad. That's what I would call it. It is sad. That's Drama. <laughs> so it starts with men in a field looking for someone. Um. Uh, okay. Here's what my note was. Yeah. It starts with a mob of scary Southern yes. men. Like yeah. a literal yeah. mob. I'm like, this is scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it, and then we see like a cloth of like a dress or something like that. And they're like, oh, and then the title card Green Mile comes up. And then we cut to present day old man in a nursing home. <laughs> He's going for a walk. And then he's watching TV and they're watching Jerry Springer and everyone's like, change the channel. So they flip through the channels and that's when uh, they come upon Top Hat from 1935. And it's Fred Astaire singing cheek to cheek. And this old guy starts crying Mm -hmm. and gets up. And then that's when... uh, That's when he titanics. Yeah, that's when he, his yeah. friend Elaine or something. El- right? Elaine. Yeah, she's like, what's up? And he's like, well, did I ever tell you that I was a prison guard I, for death row? We called it the last mile, but the gr- floor was green. <laughs> so we called it the green mile. Uh, and then he goes in and then that's when we see uh, the story about the two girls that were missing. Yeah. Uh, so they're getting, he says, oh. He says, 1935, John Coffey and the two dead girls. He said I had the worst urinary tract infection of oh, my yeah. life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He listened to that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I just think. it came back because I really was like, this is a. Like, also talk to the hand. Like, drink cranberry juice. Like, what are you. Well, you cannot wait one of those out. You cannot. You cannot wait a urinary tract infection out. I tried when yeah. I was like. 19 i lasted like 24 excruciating hours before i like went to the doctor it's like so when i was watching it and he was like going for like weeks maybe it was was so gross such male male pride ego his kidney was about to 
just go out. Yeah. That's a hundred percent when he like collapses. Ugh. It's because he can just infect your kidney. Yeah. It can get that bad. Says what someone is- who has had like seven of them. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. You I don't want to wait I them out. While at the fucking women's March. Oh no. I, like, That's very feminist. It's very, That's very feminist. feminist. And also what was <laughs> yeah. cool was that me and my friend, like we were, I was like in the porta potty outside of the Metro to go into DC to start the thing. And I like, could not get out. I was wearing this fucking vagina mask and like a, I was wearing like a vagina hat that covered my face and like, <laughs> a, and like a superhero cape and was just in so much pain oh, uh, no. and then we got on the train and my friend was like does anyone have azo like azo pills and like four women were like we do is that an antibiotic <laughs> it is a it is an over-the-counter thing that you take it's like whatever it's the only over-the-counter like uti stuff that you can get oh. where it's basically kind of like it's like cranberry and whatever other stuff and you you take it and it makes your pee like red orange. Oh. Does it help though? It does help. It, okay. it it helps like clear out the infection. You should then also get into see that. a doctor. Um, but it but it helps like relieve the pain at least for a, for a some good. time. And all of and it was like of course of course on the mm. train going into the women's march like four different parties of women were like we have it. That's oh, perfect. Wow. Yeah, it was really nice. This is good information for the people at home too yeah, who might is. be suffering. They're so pretty. Sorry. I will stop going on tangents no. about it, but it is. This, this is, is really useful good information. information. This is what my listeners come for. This yeah. is the thing. I here's what I want to say about opening with a UTI. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the story is so quintessentially Stephen King yeah. in that it literally opens with one of the most because his his stuff is like so grotesque, like almost always. It's like yeah. very id and very grotesque. So he's like, let's open with the rape and murder of little girls mm-hmm. and like one of the most beloved American actors having like a nasty <laughs> UTI. And we're going to watch him pee several times in this movie oh, with yeah. like ridiculous faces there's of either like of pain stuff. or relief. Yeah, like, there's a lot of pee in this is, movie. There's, and honestly, like it's a credit to Tom Hanks as a skilled actor because he pulls it off but it's like it's gross yeah <laughs> it's like fucking gross i don't want to see him like, yeah. like well, peeing his and most iconic pee scene is from a league of their own oh yeah he pees forever oh yeah, yeah. He okay he can pull pee. off a pee yeah he can pull, he let's can add that to the resume he loves to pee he loves to pee <laughs> um so then we see prisoners working in a field and then we see tom hanks trying to pee can't they're like we have a new inmate coming in he's a large guy and then that's when we see john coffee for the first time and he's huge large person yeah, yeah they did some like lord of the rings frodo and gandalf type sizing stuff to make him bigger than everybody yeah because what's the um second guy's name he's like the other guard that's like blonde yeah brutus brutus yeah in real life he's taller than michael clark he's like six four is he really yeah Yeah. so like or six six maybe yeah he's He's really tall he was very tall i could tell even in the movie because like he'd stand next to tom hanks and i was like he is so tall he played um george washington in a john adams miniseries on hbo oh really yes he did so every time i like yes, saw him did. on screen on screen i was like it's george washington oh anyway so uh percy sucks he co- he keeps oh repeating dead man walking what an asshole so also he's so short yeah you just see immediately complex there the directing was really cool there was a lot of cool directing shots yeah i felt like yeah we don't you, really you, see John Coffey's face. You don't no. until yeah. Tom Hanks um, says, can you speak? Can you talk? Yeah. And then he says, like, I can talk. Yeah. And he's just the sweetest, calmest 
face. Immediately, I wanted to cry because he's just so sad. So yeah, sad. this is this is what I wrote when Michael Clark Duncan came on the scene. Body, yaddy, yaddy. Yeah. Because, like, they're just showing his body and being yeah. like, it's so big. Yeah. And then the minute you see his face, I wrote, like, immediately, so tragic. Yeah. Like, you're immediately, like, your heart breaks for this yeah. person. You and can- everyone's, like, coated in sweat everyone yeah. is consistently slick within yeah this movie. like <laughs> well they're in louisiana yeah it's I, hot. I know it just was a thing where it's like there really wasn't ac or fans <gasps> or like anything i oh god but I, I was like but you're wearing so many clothes yes yeah yeah they're wearing so, un, not breathable yeah clothes. probably everything's made out of wool yeah wool uniforms oh, <laughs> the summer yeah. just sucks why would anyone live there move I don't, I don't know. Someone's got to live there. The harvest. Yeah. <laughs> Do um, actors have to get sprayed with like glycerin to look sweaty? I bet. Probably. I have no I idea. Bet. It sounds disgusting. Yeah. Um, and that's when he he says like, oh, can you leave a light on? I'm afraid of the dark. Yeah, yeah you're crying. And you're like, wow, so yeah. he didn't do it. So now yeah. we're going to find out why he's here. Yeah. And also <laughs> when he was like, I tried to take it back, but I couldn't. I was like, this is a very specific sentence he's repeating. Yeah. And then that's when, uh, so Tom Hanks is like sympathetic to the guy. So he reads his case and it's basically two girls were, uh, missing. And then they found him holding the two girls. They were like bloody. And he just kept saying like, I couldn't, I tried to take it back. But He's like screaming. Yeah. He's like, wait, he is. Well, it's like the, the white, like hillbilly mob, like finds like the vigilante mob finds him. Yeah. And I feel like. As an actor, even if you, like, know everybody's acting, that must have been really scary. Yeah. Because they're, like, they have pitchforks. And, like, if it was historically accurate in this, they would have just killed him. They would have killed immediately him. killed him. Because yeah. he had, like, bloody children. They're yeah. like, he's guilty. He's there there were man. some things where I was, like, historic. I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was great to not see it be so much about race. For, for you to be like, this is probably for sure about race the fact that like his trial wasn't it was clearly probably not very fair or like like all this other stuff it was this interesting thing where i interesting in the way where i was like this is feels like a choice that was made to make it way more relationship based and like historical context um and also for john coffee to like almost never talk about the fact that he's black yeah i think john coffee never does I think it's a story that's a lot about race that decides to not talk about it at all. And I think that's partially a credit to the story being written by Stephen King, Mm -hmm. who misses the mark consistently when he tries to write about race. Like, I feel like he has good intentions sometimes, and he tries to write about, like, uh, injustice and, like, bad shit in the world. It's the same when he writes about women though. He like misses the mark. Yeah. He's he like writes about racism while having his characters say the n-word like every page. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this movie's like Okay, I'm just going to like get into some controversial yeah. opinions, but I I feel like this movie is kind of like The Help where it's like Oh yeah, a movie about race made by white people for white people yeah. to feel better about racism. Yeah, in a way, like, like the Green Book. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen the Green Book, but that seems like it's in. Yeah, yeah, and also it's like they cast Tom Hanks, who's like the moral spire of America. Like yeah. he can do no wrong, even if you know he's in. He's like plopped into 
1930s Louisiana yeah. like penitentiary where like most of the inmates are black. Yeah. I saw like just in the background thing and I was like, is it a segregated prison or are all the inmates just people of oh, color? Oh, I didn't notice any background actors. I, 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 it stuck out to me, but I don't know. I just, anyways, that was, that's my, one of my critiques about yeah. this movie yeah. that I'm spearheading in early. Yeah. No. I, um, in college I did an internship at a documentary uh, production company and we did a documentary about this hospice in uh, the Louisiana State Penitentiary. And so I got to go for like a week and yeah. it very much was like race was so like racism is still very relevant in Louisiana, especially in the prison system, because there's a lot of people there that are black and they aren't really I don't there is a few people that were like these people aren't really guilty. They just were there. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, kind of thing and then there was also a thing where there was one guy who was in there for drugs and he was there for life and then there was a white guy who was there for murder and he was probably gonna get out yeah i i I make (gasps) sound as even though it's not yeah super shove it just yeah and it just is also sad because like when i was there i like there was like a few because it's also like we saw later in the movie there's like one inmate who gets special privileges where he gets to like work in the prison is that harry toots? dean stanton yeah tutu yeah tutu is his name but he is an inmate yeah yeah that's how it is in the system like you can work your way up so that you get special privileges where you get to like walk around and do certain things and like maybe like i don't know so, like, that's how it was. So, there was one inmate who helped us out. Um, he was, like, a PA, kind of. Okay. Yeah. But it just, because he carried equipment for us, and he would, like, meet us inside the prison. But it's just, like, it's sad, because he was in there for life, too. And so, it's, like, you leave. When I left, it was, just like, really bummed me out, because it's, like, these people are there forever, and I yeah. can't do anything about it. Yeah. I and, Yeah. I think this movie kind of has, like, an inaccurate portrayal of how depressing prisons actually are, even though they like kill people yeah. and it's death row. Well, that's the, oh, that's the other thing though, is like I've the second that it becomes magical realism, right? It's like everything gets to me, almost everything gets thrown out Yeah, of being like, okay, well if in this reality, if this is a thing that happens and maybe in this reality, racism is also different. Like, I don't know. Like, and it's not, but it's this thing where I was like, well, I don't know what the, base rules for a lot of things are because also where did this guy come? i've also so many follow-up questions about john coffee yeah so many um like there are just a lot of things where i was like this movie is nuts in that it's not <laughs> like if it i feel like if it came out oh, i don't know so if it came out today well, if it came out today there'd, there'd be a lot of it'd be very about. different yeah yeah it really would people would rip it to shreds yeah i yeah. think and i feel like in a lot of in a lot it has a lot of good elements to it um but yeah, I think like just the tone and and also it just like falls into the trope. I like did a little reading and uh, like I read like a 13 facts you don't know about the Green Mile. Uh. <laughs> and like one of them was like uh, famous director Spike Lee was outspoken about this movie's like use of the magical Negro trope yeah. with John Coffey. And oh. I was like, only Spike Lee said that yeah. <laughs> like in 1999. Like everybody would say that now. Yeah, it's so uh, it's so apparent. But I thought that was funny because uh, I was like, well, this movie was, it came out 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
not that. Are we that much more like sophisticated as audience members to call that stuff out? I mean, I think we call it out, but also we still stuff like this still kind of happens. Yeah, totally. 100%. Because I just did. I know. I do feel like with the Green Book, though, people were outspoken about how that was a very Hollywood movie written about racism kind of thing. Yeah. And even the guys who wrote it weren't totally great or something, but it won a lot of awards. Yeah, because it makes white audiences feel good. They feel good about yeah. it. They're like, yeah, we're not that bad. Yeah, you know well, like, <laughs> the protagonist basically learns how to not be racist or a bad person yeah. through just, like, interacting with usually an exceptional black person yes like yeah you know it's like (laughs) oh you're not like you know uh, oh all these but you know tom hanks has like an unusual level of class throughout this whole movie oh i think the whole movie is a thing where it's like this is so fictitious i don't think any of this would happen no like none of it even in that time all of the guards were pretty much good guys except for percy but i feel like back then it would have been all of them would have been acting like percy right it would (sighs) yeah or at least more gray area yeah yeah i think so it's for sure a weird and not perfect movie yeah Yeah, i mean i didn't mean to jump down its throat immediately but i feel like you gotta at least point out like these glaring things yeah i mean in 1989 this is a great movie yeah (laughs) the cinematography is great the acting is great really really is so fun there are a lot of really beautiful shots yeah the set design is beautiful like it's kind of like shabby chic prison almost like it looks like kind of a and this is the same railroad station or something same dude who, who directed shawshank yes is it really? Yeah. yeah. Which is also Stephen King, right? I think yeah. so, yeah. And also prison. But Shawshank <laughs> is not also <laughs> prison. And also prison and also cool black guy who right. is, who I mean he I mean Morgan Freeman is more the Tom Hanks. He's more the main character he's, in the movie, he is, right? He is Tom Hanks. Yeah. Because he also is narrating it and stuff. Mm. But it's also a similar like soul like only like oh like uh, almost like magical. He's magical in it? Well, he's magical in just his wisdom and mm. his calmness and his assuredness and like what Andy Dufresne kind of like looking to Morgan Freeman as this, uh, you know, right? Isn't that? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. In I, 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 I watched seen some of it and they up. beat up a guy and I got really upset and I turned oh. it off. I was like, that's I mean. Should, <laughs> you should watch it again. Apparently Sorry. Tom Hanks was up for a Shawshank but then had to turn it down for Forrest Gump. What a Solid. bogus move. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> he got the Oscar. I, I heard that John Travolta was yeah. up for the this lead role in John Green Travolta, Mile. Michael Keaton, and Michael Douglas were up for <gasps> Tom Hanks' role. And Michael then, Keaton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal was uh-huh. considered for the role of John Coffey. Whoa, what a different movie I that would have been. That would have been very different. I love Shaq. Uh <laughs> I don't think he has the uh, gravitas. No. Yeah, the acting chops. Yeah, no. That's why Michael Clark Duncan got it. Um, yeah. So back to the movie. He's yeah. reading the case. We see it. So then he's like, oh, like, that's sad. That's what happened. That yeah. was bad. And that's the one the warden comes in and talks to him about Percy is like his aunt is married to the mayor. So like he get, he's like nepotism or whatever but then also i think he also talks about his wife having cancer is that when he talks something about yeah. yeah they kind of talk about it intermittently he's like, she, yeah. he's like how's her head or how is she headaches they're really bad and you're like oh it's 
it's cancer. Yeah. yeah. Headaches really bad. We're going to the doctor, but it's really bad. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, 1935 yeah. incurable cancer. Yeah. And this is when we first see the mouse that goes into the solitary room. Oh, right, okay, right. This is where the movie gets cutesy. Yeah. You're in death row. Yeah. You have like all these prisoners in line to be executed. And then there's this really fucking cute mouse. Yeah. Which is what made me turn to my friend, Mike Cavallon, who I was watching the movie with. And I was like, there's a lot of stuff with animal rehabilitation in prisons, right? Like bring in animals and oh, kind of stuff. Like service animals? animals? Yeah, like kind of like service animals or like, or even just people, anything, if someone if someone wants to like socially reacclimate or like being around animals helps people like come out of their shell and be kinder and be nicer. Mm. And like also the act of taking care of something helps you in turn take care of yourself and take care of other people. Yeah. Oh. Um, so it was this thing where when like Delacroix had the little had like mr jingles and he just like saw a total shift in his a total shift in his like personality yeah yeah um this was really cute he became likable even yeah. though in the, the books i guess it said that he raped and <gasps> murdered people that i was wondering why really he yeah what he did honestly like pretty much everyone on death row with the exception of sam rockwell when he comes later yeah seems like lovable yeah and, yeah. and almost Sam Rockwell is lovable and that he's funny. Yeah. And you, and like when you actually realize what he does, I feel like there's a disconnect almost where you're like, really? He did that? Okay. I guess he's bad. I don't know. I didn't like him because they said before he even got there that he murdered three people and one of them was a pregnant woman. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah you're no, right. Didn't you're right. I know. Uh, but the other guy who dies first, I wrote his name down. Uh, Bitterbuck. Is that his name? Oh, wait. I Arlen. think I wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Bitterback. Bitterback, that's it. I read it. Um, he, uh, he was just an arsonist, I think. So he didn't kill anyone. I think he just lit something What? They on killed fire. somebody for laying fires? Yeah, well, he was also not white, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like, <laughs> that's like the unspoken, like, racism of, you know, in the movie. It's yeah. like, I don't know if, I don't know the history of, like, Cajun people and if they were, like, you know, um marginalized as well and maybe we could like lump Delacroix into maybe that because Probably. they because they did they did say like oh your English is better when you want something mm. yeah. and I do think also if you're someone who doesn't speak English you are also um othered yeah yeah I mean maybe they're just lower on the low class low, yeah too. stratosphere or something Stratos- lower in the yeah levels but this is when they do the practice uh test oh, like yeah. with two which I was like Oh, is this guy dying Tutu? right now? Tutu? It was just a yeah. rehearsal. He's oh, yeah. like, yeah. and I'm walking in, I'm walking <laughs> yeah. in, and I'm sitting in, I'm sitting. I was like, this guy's great. Yeah. He's want- cracking jokes. He's cracking jokes. Laughing. Gallows humor. But then uh, Tom Hanks is like, don't laugh because you'll remember it when we're doing the real thing and I don't want you laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, then the actual execution happens and it's really sad. It's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even know this guy, but I was sad. It sucks to see people like uh, kind of clinically and like ceremoniously kill another person. Yeah. yeah. It feels very yeah. wrong. And this is when we first see Percy is getting kind of a lesson of how to do it. And he points out that they put the wet sponge on top. Oh, yeah. So they're like, don't. They're like, you. I'm sorry that this chair is making so much sound no. if you can hear it. But um, <laughs> I, think just, I just keep shifting. But 
they very clearly to the camera basically yeah. were like <laughs> don't ever ever electrocute someone without putting the wet sponge on yeah why will the wet sponge act it's like a fast track to the brain don't ever do it without it yeah and you see Percy like look and hear it. And you're like, I know Percy's going to fuck And you're up like, that someone's going to use this information. Percy yeah. sucks immediately. Immediately. Immediately you hate him. I hate, yeah. Because he he's, for the first thing, he's like, Demon walking, Demon walking. Unlike the rest of the guards, he has no respect or reverence for these people on death row. Yeah. Which maybe not every guard does, but in this cell block, they do. They do. Yeah. They, maybe, maybe that's because Tom Hanks runs it. Yeah. yeah yeah you but don't know who's okay. told to get out before they're kind and they almost like baby there's like an infantile quality to all the inmates yeah uh and he says something like um you don't want to rev up the inmates because they're about to die you want to keep them calm yeah so they don't snap is why we don't yell we talk yeah and um, i'm like oh there's a lesson in de-escalation yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we should all learn yeah yeah i mean yeah also, one of the uh, the guards, uh, Barry Pepper, I guess he plays uh, Stanton. He was also in Saving Private Ryan with Tom Hanks. Love Saving Private Ryan. Also Lots of crossovers. But this is when uh, Delacroix is uh, Mr. Jingles. He gives the mouse a name, Mr. Jingles, and the, he's his pet now. Yeah. And he does tricks, and it's very cute. And then he's like, can I get a box for him to sleep in? Yeah, and Percy's like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, because Percy just wants to run the dead person show he just wants to run the chair so now all of a sudden he's nice remember that he's yeah. like you don't trust a word out of his mouth and no. he he already broke delacroix's fingers yes. right like oh yeah he smashed him with a baton yeah yeah three Ugh. of his fingers, fingers. broke three fingers. fingers yeah piece of crap so this is when the warden tells him that his wife has brain cancer um and then uh, this is when they get Wild Bill Wharton in, Sam Rockwell, mm-hmm. um, and we're told that he killed three people and one of them was a pregnant woman. So that's when it's we're like, we can't, we can't like him. And he comes in, he pretends to be drugged, and then uh, so that they are all like think that he's he like... He does a great job of it. Yeah, yeah. he's like drooling. Mm. But, but that's when, that's when, um, when Tom Hanks is waiting... And the du- and and uh and John Coffey is like careful, mm. careful. Yeah, yeah. Um, because also he has a he still has his UTI. Yeah, he's like in the worst of it. He is he's like almost comatose from yeah. this yeah. UTI. And then you're like, why is John Coffey? And that's honestly why I thought I was like, oh, I feel like this dude did the girl murder. Oh, way early yeah. because I was like, how does John know? I don't think John did it. I think he, because then he said, because then when he takes the dick juice from <laughs> from Tom Hanks, oh my God. Like, 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 like when he like grabs him and then there's a lot of like phallic and like pee yeah. and urine, urine, which is very Stephen King. But when he Stephen does King. that, he's like, I, tr- I wanted to take it back. I was like, oh, he for sure yeah. did not kill those girls. That's what the sen- that's what the sentence means. Yeah. yeah. The like rules of Sam, Sam, uh, John Coffey's like magic are kind of hard to pinpoint. Yeah. It's like he can kind of tell the future. It's it's well, if I put it under the umbrella that he's like a super empath, yeah. Then it, then I can kind of like rein it in. I'm like, "Oh, he can like tell that a bad person is coming." Yeah. He can tell that a a, a hurt person needs him. Yeah. He can like read the emotions of the room or even 
passed outside of the room. Has anyone seen season two of Jessica Jones? No. There is a character who like his power is that he gets like very intense headaches when he is in the presence of like bad people and like the worse of a person you are, the more intense the headache is. But he basically just like constantly is like drinking and gambling and like trying to have sex to like distract because, because everyone is so bad that he just always has like a headache. But then like it's kind of, as you watch the season, just like they kind of use it. He basically will then like blackmail people because he doesn't know what someone's done. But if he feels a really bad pain, he'll be like, I know what you did. Give me money. Wow. And they'll do it. Because yeah. They did something bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it has good other things as TV does. But it really reminded me of that. Mm. He just can't take the power because John Coffey can feel love, but he's just overwhelmed by all the ugly stuff that yeah. people are, yeah. as he says. Um, and it is insane though, that he can take it. Yeah. And then release it out into those beautiful buggies that we love. Oh, yeah. So then, yeah, this is when uh, Bill, Wild Bill attacks them. And then he kicks Tom Hanks in the crotch, which is bad because he's got that UTI. Wait, he kicks him in the crotch? Yeah. Yeah. And then. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. It's and very then, crucial. <laughs> that's when uh, they eventually get him. They stick him in the cell or whatever yeah, percy they knock yeah. him out yeah they knock him out percy freezes like yeah. a little dick yeah. and then george washington clubs <laughs> he steps up and he clubs sam rockwell yeah. on the head when there's like a movie where it's like all men an all-male cast i like make a point almost to not learn anybody's name oh yeah <laughs> so i'll just like come up with nicknames for everybody well i just end up calling tom hanks tom hanks all the time because that's time. what he that's who he is yeah yeah um, but then he ends up being alone and just lays on the yeah, ground. Yeah, and he's laying that on the floor. slow, like, sink onto the was floor. was so good. was so good. Yeah. He, but he then, can act out pain very well. And then when he finally is in his yeah. final resting position and John Coffey's like, I need to talk to you. <laughs> A boss. <laughs> A boss. I need to talk and to he's you. Like, no, not now. now. I need to talk to you now. Yeah. And then just grabs his dick yeah i know well, do uh, we need this apparently michael clark duncan was nervous about having to grab tom hanks crotch yeah so tom hanks left for a second came back and put a water bottle on his pants oh my god so then it made it less uh, it made it funny so then yeah. it was like less awkward he just grabbed the water bottle yeah yeah <laughs> oh, to- sounds like tom hanks is yet again a wonderful person yeah, yeah i know <laughs> And then, uh, so basically he takes the UTI away from him and then coughs out bugs. I hate the bugs. I'm just yeah. going to say, there's so many shots of him putting his head back. <sighs> yeah. And then these like creepy little swarm bugs. I feel like if you were going to like put an image to evil, it would be more viscous than I like I kind of love the bugs by the end of it. By the end, I was like, give me the bugs. <laughs> I didn't let the bugs go. I hate the bugs. I think the bugs would be gross if they stayed bugs, but they kind of disappear. They disappear. So then That's I'm like, why, yeah. yeah, they're not just hanging around. Yeah, they almost look like ashes. They're just they so turn dry. Into ash. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just. I I don't like it. Yeah, I get it. But I this is it. when Tom Hanks goes pee, and then he goes home to his wife. I mean, yeah. fuck four times in one night. Yeah, like they were nineteen. I uh, love this. That. Is what I think is ridiculous and vulgar. Is like he fixed a UTI. He didn't make you bang better. Yeah, like come on. <laughs> I would I would bet that he that made him just feel very good. Yeah, and very and probably and just probably he probably just he took all of whatever inside of his dick. He made the dick All like the he made it as healthy you know, as it ever has been. He souped been. it up. Yeah. He really did. Yeah. He, he like he refurbished his dick. It's gross though. I mean also it's like <laughs> 
the sex scenes were not sexy at all. But it was I kind of like, like it was like Ugh, like just sounds out a window, yeah. and then they're like <laughs> sweaty again. Everybody's sweaty. And I felt like listening to my parents. It was very <laughs> it was very paternal sex. It yeah. was. I, I mean, they're middle aged. I liked how she. Like, she made cornbread for him. And then also, even when they were at that dinner later, and she's like, yeah, and, um, you know, and he felt better. <laughs> and, like, her face, yeah. she wasn't bashful. She was, like, giving a knowing eye, like, and yeah. we did a lot of good. And then Tom <laughs> Hanks makes a kind of a face, like, oh, don't say like, that. Don't say it, like, you're right. But yeah. come on, it was really cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then this is when Tom Hanks goes to talk to Gary Sinise mm. about... Uh, John, because he's like, oh, he's special. I don't think he did it. And that's when uh, that's when he's like, oh, I have no doubt he did it. Like, my dog attacked my son, so yeah. clearly, blah, blah. Let me compare black people to dogs yeah. for a moment. And it's not great. Be gross. Yeah. So then that's when uh, Tom Hanks comes in with the cornbread as a thanks to John. And then he shares his cornbread with uh, Dell and Mr. Jingles. Yeah. And then he's like, I think I'm going to keep the rest to myself. Yeah. Billy, which also is this thing of like, also, if we're thinking back to the whole movie, he knows the whole time that Billy did it. Yeah. Which it's also this thing where it's this thing that's also kind of frustrating where like John Coffey as an, as a character is like not an adult human. Mm. Like he does not get like the agency or no. the, the, the thought he's still very much like a child or yeah. traumatized. And like, and then you're like, well, how did he grow up? Did he literally fall from the sky? Like what is, has he always had this power? There's so many questions, blah, 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 blah. Um, but like him not being able to be like, Oh, by the way, I know I'm in jail for something that I didn't do and that guy did it. He just was kind of just doing what he's told. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, maybe him being in one place with friends, like one place with Tom Hanks and like him being locked in jail doesn't mean that he sees the same people every day and he gets food and he gets to sleep. He gets like normalcy, which he apparently did not have before. Yeah. But still it was like, oh my God, say that this is the guy. Well, I don't know if he knew exactly that he was the guy though. I think he finds out later when he touches him. (gasps) He knows for certain. When he touches him. Yeah. He knows that Sam Rockwell is really bad. Yeah. But it's not until he touches him later that I think he sees what he did. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, we knew. We knew. we knew the moment Sam Rockwell gets in the jail I that mean, he's that bad guy. I I felt like I knew. Well, I th- I think like I thought I, I knew, but then they just took so long. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say the 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 crotch grabbing and the bugs. Yeah. Is an hour into it, the movie. It is an hour. <laughs> it, it, the first thing of magical realism of being like, oh, whoa, the movie's like this now. Yeah. Did you know that this guy's magic and that's kind of what this is about? Cool. It's an hour. Into yeah. The movie. <laughs> We've set up oh, also like another lines. i just thought it was crazy that like another inmate was introduced before we even got to know anything more about john coffee uh, yeah uh, it just felt like we kept talking about other people and i was like it feels like john coffee's like the thing i don't know if we needed that first inmate to die or yeah. oh it was yeah like patterning of like yeah yeah just to see them do the execution the first time they, they do it right and they set the rules of what a normal execution yeah, looks like so that we can see it go wrong yeah. when del goes which by the way is coming up but first bill pees on one of the guards and they stick him in solitary and then he comes out and he eats a moon pie and then spits it and, and they tom stick hanks him in, is like that was actually pretty clever yeah and we all laughed that was funny they stick him in solitary so we see that he's kind of difficult um 
But then this is when they they basically tell Dell, oh, uh, these people heard about your mouse. They really want to see him do tricks. So we're, you're going to go do a show for them. And that's just an excuse to get him out so they can practice his execution. Yeah. And they're going to have Percy do it because if they give him this one time to do it, then he can transfer. To the mental hospital. Yeah. And so then uh, Percy kind of bullies Dell. And that's when Bill attacks Percy. And then Percy pees himself because mm. he's so scared. And then Dell laughs at him. And that's when Percy's like, I'm going to get you back. This is yeah. this is like what I was saying when I think like the inmates are kind of likable, even Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Because you like Sam Rockwell For more than you like Percy. Percy. Yeah. You know, like he made Percy pee himself. And Percy is like the ultimate villain of the movie. Yeah. Probably because... He, he he picks on people who have like absolutely no power. Yeah. He also gets a away with it too. Yeah. Because he's he has like this special like privilege as like the nephew of someone. I uh. do think it is interesting to see though, like two villains, one behind bars, one in front of the bars, and that you can yeah. be both. Yeah, he's the only one having any kind of moral like well not ambiguity. He's just pure. He's bad. Yeah, yeah. Although I will say there was a moment where I did like Percy. Sorry, and it was (laughs) and and I think and 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 I think it was when he was like, "We'll get a box for that mouse and this Mm -hmm. also," and then it when basically before he gets attacked by Billy. Where part of me, and then Tom Hanks is like, that's good. You you did a good job. You remembered all the words. And like, <laughs> it's like during the rehearsal, and he's like really proud of himself. And I was like, hey, maybe, and I know this is what the movie's supposed to get me to think, but like, oh, maybe this person, like, maybe he's just never had any tough love. And maybe Tom Hanks is kind of being a father figure and has given him tough love. And maybe Percy really wants to be good at something. And maybe he's acting out because no one's ever disciplined him before. And you know, maybe he can actually turn around. Maybe, maybe the movie, maybe he's going to have a, an emotional character arc where he like turns around and maybe ends up being kind of good. And then it's like, Oh no, no absolutely no, not. No. Um, but there was a moment where I was like, Oh, he's like, he's, he's being vulnerable and that he's like nervous to talk oh. a little bit. He's like nervous to do like the rehearsal and stuff. No. And I was I'm like, a, you did a good job. I like, never liked him. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, a white guy with power is the worst. <laughs> scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole movie. Uh, I, he, that actor too has this like familiarity to his face and I looked up on IMDb and I can't really trace him back to any other role no. other than that. But he plays that role so well. Like you just so well. want to punch him in the face. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of this actor who is in Dracula Dead and Loving It. Have you guys seen that no. movie? It's like where Leslie Nielsen. It's like uh, a Mel Brooks-esque, or maybe it is Mel Brooks. It's like a really goofy Dracula movie. <laughs> and there's this like minion to Dracula who's like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. If you guys haven't seen it, I highly recommend everybody watch it at home. Okay. If they want a good, <laughs> they want a good romp. Yeah. It's very silly. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, uh, Barry Pepper, who plays Stanton, the young one who stays back when they are taking Michael Clark Duncan to the wife or whatever. He was up for the role of Percy, but then they gave it. He instead was a good guy. Well, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. when I look at that actor, I'm like, his face is so intense. He looks like he'd be evil, but he always plays like a good guy. Which one is, is one of, is he the younger guard? Yeah. He was, yeah. The one who was like crying a lot at the yeah. end. I liked him. Yeah. yeah. I think he just has like, he has like an intense face, but a sympathetic, intense face. 
I don't know. That's just he, me. Maybe you could do both. Yeah. And we just see him be a good guy. I've only seen him be a good guy. But anyways, this is when we get to uh, Dell's... Uh, uh, execution yeah mm. but first they like are talking to Dell about where mr jingles is gonna go and they lie to him about this mouseville because he's like it's where a circus for mice and it's gonna be which great. is again really sweet it's very sweet and he gets very excited about mouseville but then uh percy is supposed to go dump the sponge in the water and he doesn't. He fakes out. He fakes it out. He makes yeah. he yeah. makes the conscious decision. Yeah, he uh. does it on purpose. So then Dell basically burns to death. It's hor- horrendous. It's honestly terrible. He starts smoking and then all of the people try to run out of the room. Yeah. That are watching because it smells horrible. It smells like burning flesh. He catches on fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's, it's honestly so bad. too much, too long. Um, so yeah, Del. Oh, also Percy to add to the crappy things that he does says to him as they're about to put the hood on the prisoner. Yeah. A Mouseville doesn't. Mouseville doesn't exist. And then he calls him the F word. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, how can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So emotionally decks him and then he, and then he physically, and it also was this thing of being like, oh, you're just seeing what you can get away with yeah i think he should have been escorted out of the room after he said that but yeah take him out of the room yeah the bad guy but then we see uh mr jingles is with uh john and john is like feeling the pain of dell and then mr jingles escapes he zaps mr jingles yeah Yeah. with the magic with the magic and then that's when uh they basically tell uh percy like you suck and then like you're gonna transfer for what you did kind of thing. And the warden is like, kind of like, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. But that's when they all get the idea to, uh, to, to save the warden's life. Right? Let's use this black man's power. Oh, right, because, because we kind of skipped over oh. the fact that Percy yeah. squished the mouse. Uh, oh then, yeah. yeah. And then he watched everybody. Um, and then, and then everyone I watched John bring the, the mouse back together, back to life. Yeah. Oh yeah. I missed yeah. that. Yeah. So Percy steps on Mr. Jingles and then John brings it back to life. They're like, Whoa, they all see the magic. Also, it is fun that everyone is a hundred percent on board. They're yeah. Like, I see this and yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah. No one doubts it. No one also goes to the newspaper or anything. It no. is this, I, yeah. I think I would have reacted similarly. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, I just saw magic happen. <laughs> I believe that it happened. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm just going to keep it as small as possible because well, my well, brain's going to explode. Uh, well, Paul does ask all the boys over for dinner, and that's when his wife also tells him, like, well, I believe it because his dick got better. <laughs> his right. dick was that's good. Right. Yeah. That's right. She's, she and she's like, we moment. had fun with that. Yeah, and he's then, like, nice. Yeah. So then that's when uh, that's when they decide to take uh, a, like basically break out John so that they can take him to the warden's wife so that he can take her cancer away and they escape. But in doing that, they lock Percy up in solitary. They drug Bill so that he's basically passed out the whole time. And then one of the guys stays back and the rest of them go and they end up going to the warden's house. And that's when. They, uh, well, first the warden's like coming out. He's like, What are you doing? And that's when John slowly walks up. And then mm-hmm. he's like, uh, He's just like, Don't worry, boss. And then he goes upstairs to the wife. Yeah. Yeah. And then kisses the wife. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. that's how he takes. Well, he kisses her forehead where the cancer is, <laughs> well, the head, and then he goes down to her mouth, and that's when he like sucks it out of her. Basically, yeah. there's like a white light it's coming out of her mouth. The whole house shakes like an earthquake. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, uh, and then she goes from looking so sick to looking perfect. Well, I re I remarked to yeah. Rachel. I was like, damn, she went from like a six to a ten <laughs> yeah but then her husband stayed at a four like <laughs> it was just like he looked awful and she was like full blowout yeah yeah up. she looked gorgeous yeah, yeah. um she her per her whole personality changed yeah i think like there's i think one thing that's really interesting about this movie is like the characterization of innocence because like i think her character is meant to be an innocent yeah in a way like it's like you see her now she's such a good woman but sometimes at night she says the the worst things i've ever heard yeah and like like all the inmates at death row like at least um john coffee and uh delacroix they're like innocents they're like children almost yeah. um and I think that's not a realistic way to portray people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's like more symbolic or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just taking liberties, but. Yeah. But on this time when he heals her, he doesn't cough up the bugs and they're like, oh no. He's well, just holding on to those bugs. Side of him still. He's choking on the bugs, but it turns out he kept the bugs inside so that he could give them to Percy. Right. And then like this voodoo magic best. him. Yeah. Or not voodoo, but uh, a puppet, like, like master of puppets. Yeah. This is, uh, this is when he actually had a little agency yeah. and he got like revenge basically yeah. on people who do bad in the world. When he was leaving, when they were first taking him out, uh, Bill actually wakes up from being passed out and grabs his arm. And that's when like, uh, John like kind of like has like these visions where he, I think that's when he sees that right. he was the one that killed the girls. And so then, uh, John says he's a bad man. He's and then, bad. yeah. And then, so then Percy being puppeted goes over and shoots Bill, kills him. And then like the bugs. Also beautifully shot. Really yeah. cool. Like you can see it coming, but like him stepping, him turning, yeah. his head turning first and his it's head creepy. holding still while his body rotates. It's, yeah. it's scary. It's actually like a good moment of horror in yeah. a way, because even though Percy sucks, yeah. um, you can tell that he is a vessel for something beyond his control. Yeah. And there's like a moment where he's like looking at Sam Rockwell and Sam Rockwell's like goading him and you see like a single tear run down his Come face. Come out of Percy's face? Out of Percy's yeah. face. And it's like, he's like wrapped up in something that is totally beyond his control yeah. and he knows yeah. what's going to happen and uh, his life's going to suck from now on and he kind of deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad you saw the tear because I think I thought yeah. I saw the tear and I didn't know. Yeah, yeah I noticed yeah. the tear when I watched it at home and I was like, that's like a good moment of horror because for your, well, it's horrifying because he got grabbed by John Coffey yeah. by the throat, thought he was going to be killed. And then John Coffey gets really close to his face. Puts a bunch of bugs in there. Injects a bunch of bugs from his mouth to Percy's mouth. And then Percy is yeah, a vessel for evil. Yeah. yeah. Two for one. They're yeah. both out. It's very Two scary. bad dudes are out with the bugs. Yeah. yeah. So then after he kills them, that's when the bugs escape. And he's basically just like, Ooh. And then that's when uh, uh, Paul goes over to John and John's like, take my hand. I want to show you what I saw. And then he shows him the visions that he saw. And it's basically that 
uh, Bill was the one that killed the two girls because he was like painting the house and then so you really slow mo flashback. Yeah. yeah. Came back and told them like, if you make any noise, I'll kill your sister. And if you make any noise, I'll kill your sister. JK. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. And so then he knows that he was the one that killed them. And then that's when Tom is like, well, what do I do with this information now that I know? So then he basically, he asked John, like, what he wants to do, basically. Yeah, because he has that talk with his wife, too, of being yeah. like, I yeah. don't, what am I supposed to do? I think this is, like, the one mo- moment where, like, the gravitas of the injustice actually hits at least one character because yeah. Tom Hanks is basically like, I know this man is innocent mm-hmm. and I'm not stepping up to save his life yeah. in any significant way. And I know that's so bad for the first time in my life, I fear like the wrath of hell or something yeah, like that. Like he thinks that uh, John is basically like a miracle. He's like an angel basically. So if he kills him, then like, He's basically bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first person that he knows that he's killing that is for sure did not do the crime. Yeah. And also then on top of that is a miracle worker. Yeah. So then he's like, oh, God's going to be upset. So he goes and he talks to John and he's like, what do you want? And that's when John's like, God won't be mad at you because you're helping me actually because like my life is shit. Yeah. I'm in so much pain. He's like, I don't have any friends. I can't. I basically just have to go into hiding if I escape. And like, he's like, I also hear all these, like, I feel all this pain everywhere. It's like, so that he, he's like, well, what do you want? And that's when he's like, I want to see a flick show or a flicker. A flicker show. Yeah. Which and, is the sweetest. And that's when we see Top Hat with uh, Cheek to Cheek. And this was a tear jerking moment. When you like yeah. see the movie that they show him. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's why old man Tom Hanks was crying was crying in yeah. the beginning because yeah. it's like such a visceral memory for him and there's like a beautiful uh shot of like michael clark duncan just staring at the screen and you can see kind of the projector in the back and, and it's like it, illuminating him with a halo I was about to say, yeah. it's like a halo and then he's like they're angels they're they're real angels and then yeah. we watching it together we're like no john no. Coffey, you're an angel you're, you're an, an angel. angel you're a literal angel yeah and then this is when we see his execution and it's just really sad. Everyone's crying. It's a it cool sucks. directorial thing, though, where you don't see. They showed every single other person yeah. being shocked. Um, and you do not see. The only thing that you see is you see um, his last face when he says, like, um, uh, may God have mercy on your soul. And then you just see a close up of John Coffey's face. And then he goes and then it's the roll on two. Yeah. Um, and it's Tom not being able to say it, and then everyone's crying. But then you don't see John Coffey until until afterwards when it's silent and he's dead and they have the sheet over his head. But you just get reactions. You hear it and you see everyone in, in the audience. Yeah. But you just are getting the reaction shots of everyone crying. Yeah. Yeah, it's a powerful it's a powerful scene. It's yeah. Like, it's a it's a sad one. And he got that Saint Christopher medal from that nice white lady that he saved yeah. That's right. and yeah nobody and nobody actually saves <laughs> no but then we see old paul and he's that's when his girlfriend or whatever in the nursing home is like that doesn't make any sense you'd be super old 
And that's when he's like, well, come walk with me. And then he takes her to this barn where we meet Mr. Jingles is still alive. Still alive. Little gray Old, mouse. cute yeah. mouse. And then that mouse is so yeah. cute. I will Cannot say push it. that spoon thing, though. No, because no, he's, he's too old. old. Too old. And then, so cute. Uh, really cute mouse. He's like, I'm 108 years old. And I think when I touched John, he gave me a little bit of his magic. And that's why I've lived so long. And he also did the same thing to Mr. Jingles when he was holding Dell. And so we're just going to have to. And then he goes into this whole big monologue about how everyone's going to die around him. Yeah, they really spend like 10 extra minutes yeah. ex- over explaining. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we're all waiting for death. And it's a long death. And I'm waiting in my green mile, blah, blah, blah. It also feels very much very Stephen King-ish where it's like it's magical, but to just a, it's, it's still magical realism. It, it the whole thing reminded me a lot of a hundred days of solitude, a hundred years of solitude. Mm. Um, in that, like, just some things were were like when he says I'm 108, I was like, that's not old. Even yeah. though, like, yes, it for sure is, but it's like, it's like, oh, it is old because also you are walking and taking long walks, yeah. and you're still like your constitution like 80 is strong, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Which like still old, but exactly, like you should. My, my my initial instinct was like not impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me 120 and yeah, then we'll like, talk. Yeah, give me 120, yeah. give 130. I'll be like, whoa. But yeah. he'll probably live to be like 200. Yeah, yeah. He'll and just it, be really fucking old. Yeah. This is what I also liked about the narrative is that he's like the reason I'm living so old. Yeah, it was like kind of a side effect of being given some gift by John Coffey, but I consider it my punishment. Yeah. For not doing the right thing. Yeah. Or protecting this person. Um, and I'm like, good. At least one person got punished yeah. in this movie. But yeah. it had to be Tom Hanks. I know it was Tom Hanks, the <laughs> nicest like, person in yeah. the movie. Catch them while they're young is all, was also probably a thing of his atonement of like, getting, mm. of like saving kids who oh, are yes. like starting on the wrong path. He immediately transferred to like juvenile. Or like they all did. Like they all got positions like a boys. Yeah. Correctional. Him and uh, George Washington. George Washington. And, and very cool yeah. that Percy did end kids. up at the mental hospital. Yes. As an inmate. But yeah. That did. was a good catch on your part. I yeah. didn't realize it was the one he was going to transfer to after he left. Briar. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Dark. Apparently Tom Hanks was going to play old tom hanks but then uh in makeup but it didn't look right so then they got that actor and he was like super sick so they waited till he felt better in order to shoot and then i think this was his last movie oh, wow well, he did he was really good casting for yeah. an older tom hanks yeah. though yeah i thought and then that's when the movie ends I did watch this on Amazon, and sometimes they would give up little, like, fun facts, and one of them was Michael Clark Duncan would apparently give people $5 if they uh, went up to him and, like, were like, you're Michael Clark Duncan, and knew his whole name. Hmm. Give them $5. Whoa. <laughs> it's apparently a fun fact from Amazon. I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, so fun. He's no longer with us, but... Yeah. No, but that's just a fun idea. I'll, when t- you're, I'll steal it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah. be... Do you I'll have like, a fun middle name? Judson doesn't roll it doesn't know i want someone to say hey i know michael clark duncan <laughs> <laughs> i want someone to be like i know the actor michael clark duncan then i will give you five dollars <laughs> you have to say the whole three names all correct yeah, yeah. well now you gotta start carrying around five dollars oh yeah that's also well venmo exists now oh yeah, yeah. venmo exists well yeah. so just sit back and watch it all come in watch it all come <laughs> in and come in just slowly trickle out yeah yeah Okay, well, now that we finished the movie, let's rate it. Oh, okay. Out of five Tom Hankses, how many Tom Hankses do you give the Green Mile? 
I, I, I mean, I give it two. Two. Wow. Is that really low for everyone thinking? I think I just like, out of all the Tom Hanks movies, I liked it. Mm. Fun. There were things that I liked about it, but ultimately, and maybe I'm just, you know what? Maybe I'm just spoiled by there being really good movies out now <laughs> by people who, who are not white guys yeah. or, like, or not starring it, that like it can be. I think it is still hard for me to watch older movies that are hailed as like classics. Yeah. Um, and. Because it's like, well, yeah, well, but I'm still me in 2019, and this is how I, like, it's still hard. Like, for example, um, it's hard to, like, watch, uh, like, 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 The Notebook. I don't, I have absolutely no interest in watching The Notebook. I watched one scene, and I was like, it's the Ferris wheel scene. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is super manipulative, and yeah, I actually bad. really hate this, and yeah. I don't need to but subject myself. But it's <laughs> But the thing is, but Brian Gosling has, like, so many other things that I'd rather watch him in. Where at a certain <laughs> point I'm like I don't have to yeah. watch that, so I liked watching The Green Mile, but it and I still would say that oh I liked that movie, but I would still give it to Tom Hanks just because yeah. anything more is I think ignoring how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, I did like it, but I do give to Tom Hanks. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad I know it. Um, for Michael Clark Duncan's performance and a movie that's Tom Hanks and. Five. <laughs> I enjoyed it, yeah. even though it is problematic. I'll give it four. Tom wow. wow. Um. All right. When I was thinking about what I would rate it, yeah, I kind of fell somewhere in between. Yeah. Um. Because so three. No. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was thinking three Tom Hanks, but in terms of like it dealing with race in the narrative, it could go lower. Yeah. And I give it a three because I think it's got some really glaring crap uh in that i mean the magical negro thing the exceptional negro thing the him being kind of a um an object of the plot and of these like white people's development as opposed to his own like active agent in the story i mean he does enact some revenge on people and that feels awesome um I hate that they broke him out to save this lady's life and they didn't even consider just breaking him out because he was innocent. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I hate that they were like, oh, we don't know what to do. John, what do you, what do you want to do? And he's like, just kill me. I'm so sad. And like, another thing is he said that he was lonely. Yeah. And that was really sad to hear. And it made me wonder if he's been living forever too because maybe oh. he's lonely because maybe he's had loved ones die or maybe he's just always been an outsider and couldn't connect. But it was really sad that he found like some people who appreciated him, maybe sometimes for the wrong reasons or in the wrong way, but some people who had like genuine affection for him. And then Delacroix was like, I wish I had met you guys in a different way. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. I mean, the movie's also very long. It doesn't (laughs) feel, it feels like evenly paced for the whole three hours. I think cuts could have been made yeah. uh, to tighten it up a bit. It's got like a slow southern drawl to it. Yeah. Um, I think Tom Hanks is is uh, is beautiful in yeah. it. I mean, he is amazing. Yeah. He's always and great. Michael, and Michael Clark Duncan is also so good. Their performances, I give fives for. Yeah. yeah. Michael the movie Clark as Duncan a whole. is also very good. Like, I think, honestly, individual performances... I think individually everyone did a great job. I even think per, like personally the actor 
did a yeah. great job. Delacroix did a great job. Sam Rockwell did a great job. Like yeah. everyone did a great <laughs> job. And I liked individual performances a lot. But just as a whole of a movie, I still give it two. Yeah. This isn't but really stand up. made up of the individual, op- <laughs> the individual performances. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I think it's like a Tom Hanks movie where they're like, whoa, we have this kind of touchy source material. Let's put Tom Hanks in it and he'll carry it and make yeah. everyone feel Very like funny. a good person for watching it because he's a good person. Yeah. We'll feel fine about all those UTI scenes because <laughs> it's Tom Hanks doing it, which I do think he, he nailed it. Is nice. He nailed it yeah. and does really normalize UTIs. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> honestly UTI yeah. representation more people yeah. need Especially to know about male, it. Especially with male UTI representation, very low. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it up more. Thank you. We'll see more of that. Yeah. Thank you. More peeing in the <laughs> in the backyard because yeah. you can't make it to but the wasn't it, But wasn't it so interesting that pee v- both served as a thing that was like self-inflicting with like uti but then also like when 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 sam rockwell peed on the dude i was like that's so interesting i've never thought of pee as an offensive weapon like a gun because you can handle reach with it like i literally was (laughs) like that is so interesting i've never thought of peeing on someone it was was with a dick you can i guess for me it was never but yeah. like it'd be harder it'd be harder it would be you really have to you probably couldn't get it all the way out into the you couldn't get it all the way out it's really yeah. like setting the angle it's just very yeah. not yeah. like but then also later percy pees exactly. on himself yeah. then, of, this is and a that's pee, embarrassment and shame heavy. <gasps> maybe this movie should be called the, the pee, pee mile, mile. <laughs> the, pee mile, the yellow mile. Um, but it is interesting we see pee three times and yeah. it's used in different ways yeah and also when and even tom hanks struggling to pee and then being able to pee and like the pain then versus the relief so you have like pee being like a painful dreading thing. Then you have it being a relief thing. that's like well sought after you have it as a weapon and you have it as a token of embarrassment it's or a symbol of shame. Pee is, pee a, is a theme. You know, it pee really is, is working just as hard as the rest of the actors. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And honestly, individual performance. Amazing. <laughs> but in the movie, I don't know. Yeah, I know. You could have brought this movie to your AP lit class in high school and been like, pee. let's talk about pee. Oh, 100%. Like, uh, you know. I, I would have. I would have. Um, Applack, APL, <laughs> yeah. uh, AP language and composition, would have brought it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There are sometimes I watch movies and I'm like, ooh, if I had to write a paper, I'm not going to do it on my own, but if I had to write a paper, uh, it would be about this and this. And it would, for this one, it would be like the Green Mile and and the power of urination. <laughs> yeah. And, and the symbolism of urination. Yeah, throw it up on medium. Get, a, get those lights. Maybe I'll just throw it up on medium. Do it. Oh my yeah. gosh, please. Uh well where where can people find you guys? You can find me on Instagram. My dad says that my Instagram is way better than my Twitter, and oh. he's right. Uh, and that's Addie Yomind, A D D I E Y O M I N D. Oh, Addie Yomind, yeah. And, and at your show, people and, can and come at to my your show, show and the monthly yeah. show, everything's great. Everything's great. It's nice <laughs> typewriter with Nick Kocher and Demi Dejuibe. I don't know when this one's this episode's coming out. Friday. It's going Friday. That's the day of the show. Wow. Um, oh my it's gosh. this Friday the 26th is the day of the show uh, the show is sold out but there will be tickets available stand by if you come stand by nice. yeah we have uh, Beck Bennett Janelle James wow. um, Anna Conkle and um, Zach Fox whoa so stacked. Yeah. stacked 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 very fun I have no idea what anyone is doing and it's very <laughs> exciting That's great. it's gonna be great it's gonna be great not okay it's gonna be great it's gonna be so great <laughs> not okay it's gonna be great <laughs> And where can people find you? I don't know. I mean, I have an Instagram. It is private. <laughs> Do not uh, follow. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a public person. Um, but if you really, you know, feel like we would connect, uh, my Instagram handle is <laughs> Nadia Shmadia. Um, 
and yeah you can see me around la yeah yeah, yeah. where can we find you rach <laughs> oh uh you can follow the podcast that you've got hanks yeah, that's right Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you guys for being thanks, here rach. thank you for having us thanks for talking about this movie i know i know i did enjoy watching one. it with you guys i, I know was, i very much enjoy i like homework stuff like this yeah. because yeah. <laughs> otherwise i would have never watched this movie and i like had that i did watch it and i also like that i now have opinions about it yeah <laughs> i mean i always have opinions so better to have a movie that's like not perfect so yeah. i can like pick it apart yeah yeah uh, it also does yeah. i will say feel very much like in high school when we would watch a movie and then we would talk about it yeah and it is very nice seeing <laughs> as the other two tom hanks movies that i've really watched did happen in a similar fashion wow. so this is really nice yeah it's like coming full circle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you and thanks for listening. There it is. I'm going to go pee now. <laughs> Thank okay, you. Bye. It's a Tom Hanks podcast. Wow, it's Tom Hanks podcast. You've got Hanks, so let's say thanks for